Amber and Glenda, choir, thank you again. Thank you so much. Let's pray. God, we ask that you open up our hearts and our minds to hear more clearly today who you claim we are. And that in knowing that, we may be able to bless others. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Eight o'clock service, just before the message starts down in the park, a kitty cat, a kitten, walks up to my right and starts crying for mom, I'm guessing, the whole sermon. (laughs) And uh, I could look out and see a whole bunch of eyeballs looking that way, and I thought, I hope they watch the recording later or or something. (laughs) It worked. So no upstaging the pastor choir. Y'all just sit there, be, be good. Okay. I've been thinking this week about some of the expectations of pastors, the expectations that they don't teach you in seminary, but you learn along the way in ministry that people will turn to you for certain things. When the meal arrives at the restaurant, all eyes go to you. Are we praying for this? Are we eating? What are we doing? And you're the pastor, so you're in charge. Especially if you're with your extended family for Christmas or Thanksgiving, you better know that they're going to turn to you to give the blessing and give the prayer. In my family, I've begun to tell other cousins and said, you're doing the prayer next year because you can do it. uh, One of the things I love catching you do, and I've caught you, church, doing this before, is for potlucks this idea that we can't begin to eat a potluck until the pastor comes in and prays over the meal, which means I'm running around doing things, getting things, getting a robe all taken care of. And in the fellowship hall are the deviled eggs and all the wonderful potluck foods and hundreds of people standing around not eating because they're waiting for you to show up. And so let this be a word to all of you. You may all bless and pray for potluck dinners. Uh, That's a word from the bishop to me to you here today. You can all pray for meals, but I'll continue to do that. That's fine. Um, I learned over the years that you as a pastor are responsible for weather. If if it's bad, if it's raining, you catch 20 people out the door that say, well, you should have prayed a little bit more for the weather this week. Um, If we're down in the park and it's beautiful, I can say that that's something I did, that I did that. I made the prayer, I made the the weather nice. And and so that, okay, that's fine. I'll take that. I'll be the weatherman for the congregation, I guess. The third one um, is a little harder to share and it might break some hearts today. What do you do when someone sneezes? You say, you say, bless you, right? You say, bless you. When someone sneezes, you say, bless you. When you're out in a crowded group and someone sneezes, people turn to the pastor like, this is your time to do your thing. It's time for you to bless the person that just sneezed. Um, you should go to a pastor's meeting. It's hilarious. A pastor's meeting, a whole room full of pastors and someone sneezes, oh, they get super duper blessed. All over the room, bless you, no, bless you, no, I declare a blessing on you. It's just, whoa, 
I'm gonna break your heart today. I don't say bless you when you sneeze. I just don't. I don't. I know some of y'all are about to get your keys and walk out and leave, never come back again. That's okay. Um, Let's think about what a sneeze is. A sneeze, according to uh, the internet, is a sudden, violent, spasmodic, audible expiration of breath through the nose and the mouth. Sneezing has something to do with things that have been building up in your throat. And in my opinion, that's not the time when you sneeze that becomes this holy moment. You've just had this, well, I feel the spirit coming on. Uh, no, I don't, I don't do that. I just, I just can't do it. Um, I think it started like 600 years ago during the bubonic plague. When you sneezed during the bubonic plague, it meant really bad things for you. So the Pope started saying, we probably should say a blessing over people if they sneeze. I will pray before meals. I will be the weatherman but I'm not going to say bless you when you sneeze. So two out of three ain't too bad. I'm going to go with that today. This morning, we're talking about blessing. We're talking about bless you. We're talking about what it is to be blessed. And last week, we introduced this book, a very brief, short book by Henry Nouwen, The Life of the Beloved. He struck up a relationship with a journalist the journalist turned to him one day and said, write a book for me and my friends. They weren't people that went to church every Sunday morning. They didn't know all the Bible stories, but they knew that Henry Nouwen had a message and something important was going on. So Henry Nouwen writes this book. He wants his friend and his friends in New York City to know that no matter what, God loves them and that they're beloved So last week we talked about how we're all chosen. God looks at us and says, I'm so proud of you, and we can't change that. Today we're going to look at this word, blessed. He begins his chapter talking about a bar mitzvah. Have any of us ever been to a bar mitzvah before? I've had a chance to go to one. A few of us have been to a bar mitzvah. It's the the Jewish tradition of when a, a young man becomes when a young boy becomes a man in the eyes of their congregation. There's a great ceremony. Part of the ceremony that Henry Nouwen talked about when his friend invited him to his first bar mitzvah was when the father and the mother offer a blessing to the young man. And so the father stood up and he said these words, God, uh, whoa, he didn't say that, that's later. Son, whatever will happen to you in your life, whether you have success or not, if you become important or not, if you'll be healthy or not, always remember how much your mother and I love you. And what Henry noticed about the blessing was the blessing wasn't a list of things that the father was giving to the son. The blessing wasn't we've, we've bought a, a, a pony for you. Um, We've built up this scholarship fund and you're going to go to a great university. The blessing instead was simply claiming who the son was in the eye of the father, that your mother and I loved you. Through the blessing, he was telling his son who he was. This morning, I want us to think about this word blessing. 
There's a lot of great uses for the word blessing, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty for the way they use the word blessing. Keep that up, but I want us to shift our understanding just a little bit. And I want to shift it away from the idea that a blessing simply has to do with our income and our house size and our career success. Or if I go on Instagram, if I go on social media and I see someone had a wonderful coca, mocha, latte, frappuccino, something, and they poured the cream in and made the little hard and people take a picture and they say, I'm so blessed. That's okay. Keep doing that. What I'm saying is I think that God's got more for us when it comes to being blessed. It doesn't have to do with what we have in our hands. It claims who we are. I believe when we say that we're blessed, it's God saying, here's who you are. Let's look at some scriptures this morning. In Genesis 1, our creation story, or one of our first stories in verse 21, God is creating all of the animals and all the little kittens that walk in on your sermon and all the things and says, God created the great sea animals and all the tiny living things that swarm the waters, each according to its kind, all the winged birds, each according to its kind. God saw how good it was. Then God blessed them. Be fertile and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on earth. God gave a blessing to God's creatures. And the blessing wasn't in the morning you'll wake up. In fact, every morning you'll wake up and you'll find a juicy worm to eat. That wasn't the blessing. The blessing was God giving them their identity. God was giving them who they were and and claiming who they were. That was the blessing. In Genesis 12, the scripture we read today, God says to Abram, who would later become Abraham, I will make of you a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected and you will be a blessing. God is saying, Abram, I'm telling you who you are. And if you can hear that, and if you can believe that, then you will be a blessing to others. Skip ahead to the New Testament, to the scripture we looked at last week, Matthew 3, 17. A voice came down from heaven. This is when Jesus is being baptized in the Jordan. The voice said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. God says, this is who my son is. I find delight in my son. It was a blessing on Jesus. One more. In the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the poor in spirit and the meek. Now listen. Jesus did not say, blessed are the poor in spirit, because if they remain that way, eventually they will get to the place where they have all the things that they want. 
Jesus doesn't say, blessed are the meek, because the meek will be able to use that as a way to find a lot of different things in their life and a lot of material wealth and a lot of success. Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are the meek, because that's who they are in the kingdom of heaven. I hope some of these scriptures make us question a few things. Too often we tie this word blessed to our house and our finances and our health and our happiness. What happens when we don't have the house, we don't have the finances and our health is very poor? If we've said that the health is a blessing from God, if we don't have the health, does that mean then that we've lost a blessing. Scripture says that blessedness is not situational and it's not emotional. To be blessed is not a situational thing. It's not because you have this or you don't have that, but instead a blessing is relational. A blessing is a claiming of who you are. It's God saying this is who you are. That's a blessing. So to be blessed or to feel blessed is not about what side of the bed you woke up on this morning. There's been some days over the last few weeks that I've been a little crabby. I've been, I've woken up on the wrong side of the bed. And does that mean I'm not blessed that particular day because I didn't feel happy? No, happiness is not situational. Happiness is not emotional. Happiness is a claim from God who you are today and each and every day. This has been a weekend of graduations. I've seen the pictures. You guys have posted all the many graduations. We're so proud of our seniors. Uh, This is a season when we can bless our seniors. Not by giving them gifts, not by saying that their GPA was higher than somebody else's GPA. We can bless them because we can say, I see this in you. You, son, I see this in you. You, daughter, I see this in you. Grandson, granddaughter, this is who you are. It's a reminder. And we can say, I see the belovedness. I see the light of God in your life in these ways. And that can be a blessing. If the blessing's over a graduate or if it's a few weeks ago in Mother's Day, if it's coming up or Father's Day, last week when we prayed a blessing over our Stephen leaders, we were saying, this is who we see in you. We see these things. And it has nothing to do with health. It has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with how shiny your car is. And um, I hate to say this, it has nothing to do with your coffee. Although there are mornings or I am not who God has made me yet until I have multiple cups of of coffee. Friends, we yearn for blessing. We yearn for blessing. And the blessing that we yearn for is not more stuff. It's not for a bigger bank account. The blessing that we yearn for is to be reminded of who we are. We need to be reminded that we are beloved. We need to be reminded that God looks at you and says, I'm so proud of you and who you are. You are the beloved. That's the blessing. 
And you and I know that then we can be a blessing to others, just as God told Abram. But you can't be a blessing to someone else until you've heard it in your own life that you're blessed. Until you hear it in your own life and you know who you are, then you can turn around and offer that to someone else. And I think what that comes down to is before we truly understand that God loves us with this love that's, that, that never goes away, it's, it's a belief that the love is never going to run out. And until we, until we believe that, we can think that if we give to someone else, we might get a little bit less, like the scarcity idea that we might run out a little bit. But it becomes an act of faith when we believe. I believe in a God that loves never runs out. The love never runs out. So I can offer you a blessing. I can claim who you are. I can say that God loves you, but God's still going to love me just as much. We can be a blessing to others. And here's a help. If it's a text message that you send, if it's a card that you write this week, you say, I see this in you. This is what I see in you. I see the blessedness of God in you. And what Henry Nouwen is getting to in his book is that you and I can be the bread for the world. We can be bread for the world. And when we're the bread for the world, then people can see Jesus through us. Jesus can see, people can see Jesus through us. I see this in you. I want to tell you, church, that you are incredibly generous in your blessings. You find ways to let each other know that they're blessed. You find ways to remind others of who they are in God. You've done that for me. For three and a half years, I've received card upon card upon card and I walk to my office and there's more cards on my door. Um, I haven't told you this, but I've kept those. Um, They're in my drawer and it's full. Baskets and baskets and baskets of cards. I was gonna bring them in here, but it would take too much to pull it and drag it in a big bag. And what those cards represent for me is a reminder of who I am with God. It's you blessing me and reminding me who I am. That's what giving a blessing is. It's saying, I see this in you and I claim that it's the light of Christ that's in you and in your life. So friends, continue to share blessings. If it's a graduate that's graduating this week, if it's someone around you, if it's your neighbor, find a way to bless them. A blessing is not situational. You did this great thing this one time. A blessing is, this is who you are. This is how I see God in you. Today I want to close with a prayer. Uh, It's called the Prayer of St. Francis. And it it doesn't actually come from St. Francis. They're not sure who the author is. But as I think about being bread for the world and letting people see Jesus in us, I think this is a prayer that we can pray again and again. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, 
faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, let me sow joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Friends, when you wake up in the morning and you think you have everything, you are blessed. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have a thing, you are blessed. When you wake up in the morning and your career path looks wonderful, you are blessed. If you wake up in the morning and you were fired yesterday, you're blessed. If your health is 110%, you are blessed. And if your health could get a whole lot better, you are blessed. The blessing is a claim from God on who you are. You are a son and you are a daughter of God. And you will inherit all of the blessings. It's a relationship that God claims for you. You are beloved. God is proud of you. Thanks be to God. Amen.